Well, welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and stare me through the screen here. It's somebody you definitely want to feed before midnight and give them Andromeda. plenty of water. <gasps> Andromeda! Hey, Andromeda! My cat. Oh, <laughs> she made a quick appearance and gone. All right. Yes, today we are special double feature episode. We have two movies on tap. Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Jordan, it's called Gremlins and then Gremlins, the new batch. Come on. There's no one. Whatever. Don't message us. <laughs> so sit back, relax, grab a drink, and don't feed them after midnight. Cheers. Cheers. Well, what do you got going on your end there, Daniel? I got this new one from Hopworks that uh, they just put in a six pack, but I've had it in 22s a couple times. The It's called the. I like Hopworks. Um, it's from Hopworks Urban Brewery. What the hell is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I recognize the Owl logo. The Powell IPA. Yeah. Okay. I've had that one. But it's pretty good. I've been drinking it. I've gotten 22s a little bit throughout the last month or two but they just saw it in six packs of fred meyer so i picked one up cool so i've got uh from lowercase brewing called dortmunder style lager some german lager we'll see how it tastes yeah never had this one before mm. yeah that's tasty that's really nice. good actually nice Ooh, i'll take that one again there you go. Cool. Man, it's December, Daniel. 2020 is almost over. 11 months down, one more to go. Uh, yeah, hopefully all of 2021 didn't suck. Well, we'll at least know what we're doing the next, this yeah. next time around. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, oh, first year. Oh, oh, you're new? Yeah, well, we wear pajamas now and we drink beer all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it'd be fun for this month to do some uh, just holiday films. So yeah, kicking off with Gremlins and the sequel. You know, and I am one, really glad one. that you that you uh, said Gremlins because it's always a movie I've heard about of like a horror comedy, but I didn't realize or maybe forgotten that it was technically a Christmas movie. And when you suggested it, I'm like, oh, it's probably like the Christmas movie, like in the same vein of like Die Hard. Where people are like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie because it takes place around Christmas or something like that. But no, Christmas is heavily embedded in this movie. Oh yeah, There's and I was very thing. surprised by that. There's, is that real quick? Is that my audio making that buzz sound or yours? Here, hang on. I just unplugged. Can you hear me? Yeah. Did it stop? I think so. Maybe that was mine. Well, uh, I hear it again. I turned off our fan. Okay. Which hopefully it turns back on. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That was just, couldn't figure out what that was. But yes. Yes. Gremlins. But yeah, because I'm thinking the, in the weeks to come, uh, d- is it out right now or coming out this week? Fat Man with Mel Gibson? I think you can rent it already. I, I want to see that. I think we should do that one for sure. But yeah, it'd be kind of fun just to pick. I'd like to do like a classic one. Like I'd love to see It's a Wonderful Life again. I watched it last year for the first time and thought it was great. It'd be fun to do that one. And then maybe one of our more 
favorites of all times. Like, of course, mine, Home Alone. Nice. I don't even know if I have a favorite Christmas movie. Like, it's probably just Home Alone because I've seen it the most. Wait, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Christmas Story. I don't know, but it'd be fun to just do some fun Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Gremlins is not one that I would think of, but... But Gremlins was a good start, I must say. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. So, I'm so curious to hear your thoughts on this one. We'll get into it, though. Well, okay. let's go into our first segment. Uh, any movie news out there? there? I know there's the one obvious. Yeah. So, I guess we'll start with that, but... Oh, hang on. Where'd my notes go? Okay, I wrote his name wrong down. So, yeah, we'll start with that. But the actor who played Darth Vader, like, in suit for the original trilogy of Star Wars. The guy that played uh, his David, body. <laughs> yeah, David Prowse died at the age of 85. Dang. That sucks, though, because how many have we lost now? David Prowse, R2, Carrie Fisher, Chewie. Yeah. At least four, that's at least four. Oh, Alec Guinness. Yeah. 20, 20 years ago, but still gone. So, yeah, that's at least five of the main cast members. I know. Sad. I know. It's honestly, I get nerd sad sometimes. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm going to outlive, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna outlive Luke Skywalker. I know. And Han Solo. That's going to be a tough one for me. I always loved Han Solo. I know. Yeah, yes, I don't Darth like to think. It. I literally like. I just do not like to think about that because it makes me sad. <laughs> well, I mean, even losing Vader, losing Vader's voice is going to be a huge one too. Yeah. James Earl oh, Jones. Yeah. James Earl Jones' voice is iconic. Fossa, yeah, may he rest in peace, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, hopefully, got some happier news. Any good Mandalorian stuff? Are we? Yeah, well, are we gonna talk any Mandalorian here? Man, I can't wait to just do. We should just do a full episode when it's all over. Oh, we're going to once it's over, and then we both binge it again. Like we'll pick our like favorite episodes, our least favorite episodes, and it'll be good. It'll be a whole thing. Spoiler alert: You learn a name. You That's learn a say. name. That's all I'm gonna say. I just watched it last night. I was like, "Ooh, I think this is probably my favorite episode so far." Not I only, know. not only did you have a, I don't know, is it a spoiler that she's in it? I think I, people know that she was, was going to be in it. And I, it's been all over the Disney Plus Twitter page, so people know. Okay, how cool is that? Amazing to see her. It was, it was, and not also the episode that Michael Bean was in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the guard. Yes, Kyle Reese was in a Mandalorian episode. Ah, it's so exciting. Although I wish his part was a little bigger. I know, it was just, again, just kind of there. Kind of small, kind of there. And he yeah. could have just walked away. I wanted a, just a li- little away. more a little more of him. But otherwise, it was pretty cool, though, to see him in a Mandalorian episode. Yeah, it was awesome. He's one of my favorites from the 80s, for sure. Oh, yeah, John Connor. Or not John Connor. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Yep. He came back to save John Connor. Yep. But yes. Other bit of news that I found today was that I guess this is kind of a big deal, but I guess like Warner Brothers is trying to pull out all the stops for their Wonder Woman HBO Max debut on Christmas. So apparently it's gonna be or isn't it released on Christmas? Yeah. Did you say did you say pull all the stops as in take it off so it doesn't happen? 
No, no, it's going to happen. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm saying, like, apparently one of the things that they're trying to make it as big of a release and as, like, good as it can be, that apparently it's going to be the first uh, movie on HBO Max that will be released in full 4K, Ultra HD, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos, whatever half of those mean, I don't know. But essentially it's going to look really good as long as you have a TV that looks really good. And which, like, if you got a 4K TV, you'll be able to stream it in 4K. Which we do. It yeah, it's funny. The other day I was talking to our grandfather. He's thinking about buying our grandmother a new 4K TV for Christmas. So nice. Helping him out. He, well, he's thinking new TV. He doesn't know what 4K is, but I was trying to. I was trying to show him like. So you have like HD, 1080 HD. Then you've got 4K and 8K. You don't need to go this high, but you should probably go right around here. And I was explaining thanks to 8K, it makes 4K very affordable. Yeah. <laughs> trying to talk them into an upgrade because they still have one of those plasma TVs from like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember when that TV was new. We were like, wow, this TV is amazing. You go over there to watch movies. To watch. That's where <laughs> yeah, I watched that... Gladiator on that TV for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so cutting edge at the time. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> but yes. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to some Wonder Woman. That should be good. I am too. I'm going to have Shiloh. I need to watch the original again. I've only seen it the one time in theaters. Yeah, Shallow's never actually seen Wonder Woman, so really? I thought that was something that we'd sit down and watch sometime this month. Gotta watch it. It's coming. Prepare for the second one. But other than that, like, I don't really have a lot of movie news. I mean, yeah, I, I was like, poking around myself, for... and there's nothing that stood out at all. Like, oh, gotta gotta talk about this. Yeah, we have yeah. Um, WandaVision coming out soon, like January, right? January fifteenth. Okay. Looking forward to that. I remember that because I'm like, oh, it's my birthday weekend. Cool. Is Obi-Wan going to start filming soon? I don't know. There's not a lot. I can never. You always just hear just rumors, but I haven't heard anything about like when exactly. Is John Favreau going to be highly involved in this like he is with Mandalorian? I have no idea. Because so far I like what they're doing with Mandalorian. The show's got some great stuff to it. I'm having a lot of fun. This last episode, I watched it last night. So good. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. I don't know. There's oh, there's so much Mandalorian. But yeah, I don't know if he's... I assume he'll probably executive produce. Probably. I hope he's involved because, yeah. I mean, so far he's doing a good job. All right. Well, what do we move on here? If there's not any more movie news, and let's talk other things we saw this week. So I've got two. Okay. I mean, I have two as well. You do? I do. Who wants to go first? I mean, my two are kind of like a gunshot, like just just one and done, because it's part of a series. Okay. Well, go ahead. All right. So one, I should preface this with, I told Shiloh I would tell people that I've never seen these movies if they asked me had I seen these movies like a day ago. But the setup for this whole thing is Shiloh had a really long work week like four five 12 hour days in a row and then a single day off before she had to go back sucked so i'm just like you know i know we're just gonna hang around the house you know because obviously you know you're just tired you just want to chill out and veg out for a day so you know we'll just watch movies and since like you've had a long ass week we can watch whatever you want to watch 
doesn't matter. Just choose whatever you want. Even if I don't like it, I'll still sit down and watch it with you. You know, because I'm considerate. Well, she took it upon herself to take advantage of that. And so I have now seen two Twilight movies. Whoa. We watched the first two movies over the, like, in the same day. So now I can say I've seen at least Twilight and the second one. Nice, nice, nice. So um, that's something I never thought I'd actually be able to say because I had no interest in it. But now I'm like, well, now I can see why people hate Robert Patterson and never let this movie go because it's fucking ridiculous. I am happy to say I still to this day have never watched those movies. That's fine. I got really drunk while we watched. I mean, they were four hours for two movies, so uh, I got drunk. (laughs) And it made it easier. I suppose the the right girl might come along and drag me into it. We'll see. I mean, that's how I watch The Notebook. There you go. I mean, it's just... (laughs) And Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's just one of those things that just like never had interest seeing. Like it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, now watching it, I'm like, this shit's hilarious. Like Shiloh and I have this kind of unspoken thing because just we spend so much time with each other, especially over quarantine. Like if something super ridiculous or over the top happens in a TV show, we both just kind of like without even thinking about it, just kind of like instinctively just kind of like look at each other, make eye contact, and then look back at the screen. And that was just happening constantly during Twilight. And the second one. I think it's New Man. I mean, are they even remotely good? Like, well-crafted at all? Is, is no, it just the most no, cheesy dialogue you ever heard in your life? The CGI sucks. The acting is worse. <laughs> it's, it's just not good. It's just a very much a product of 2008. Oh, gosh. And, like, the, me- the thing that me- they meme the Twilight series to hell is, like, that blue filter that they use in the first one. You know, it just makes everything super dark and blue. It just super dark, super blue. So, it, well, is it kind of like the how the Matrix has that kind of green ish to it, sort of? Kind of like that, but definitely way more noticeable in Twilight. Okay, but yeah. it's kind of like that same thing where it's just like everything looks blue and cold, and the director's like, "Well, I wanted to make it feel like the vampires since they're blue, since they're cold and pale or something." <laughs> I don't know. But the, luckily, they dropped the filter in the sequels. That's good. All right. But it, so I've seen Twilight. That's, uh, well, cheers. Rip <laughs> myself. All right. Well, so I, this was kind of fun. I saw a movie that I've heard about for years but never seen before. This is one of the films that, in some aspects, helped push the envelope a little bit with CGI effects, kind of like around the time of Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I finally watched the 1992 film Death Becomes Her, starring Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis. Part of why I really, I can't believe I've never seen this movie was uh, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, one of my favorite directors, you know, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Castaway, good stuff. Yeah. So, fun. It was actually a pretty fun movie. Pretty cheesy parts, and I think upon rewatch it, I'll, I'll just find it more laughable and funny. But mm. uh, overall, pretty fun, though. The, the fun outweighs the cheese so it just makes it overall enjoyable movie but uh yeah it's just about this uh these gals that you know make deals with this like uh witchcraft kind of gal that give her drinks a potion so they can live forever that's uh yeah pretty cheese but really funny there's some great moments in it and yeah like is i it said it's supposed it, to be a comedy or is it like a drama no it's a comedy okay because like what you're describing like 
the way you're talking about it makes me think comedy but what you're saying i'm like is it a drama that's just bad or no it's supposed to be a, a comedy uh, okay. but yeah this had some groundbreaking cgi first time where you see uh meryl streep's head on backwards and things like that okay there's some great that moments in fun. it i won't give anything away in case people haven't seen it it's worth a watch um i forget i think i saw it on hbo max i forget where where we see streaming shit that's okay but anyway the la- there's a part the la- the very last minute of the film is probably one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. It's just what happens is just so funny, and there it's just the last comment, last line of the movie of dialogue is just great. Anyway, won't give it away, but yeah, I had a lot of fun watching Death Becomes Her. It was fun. It was nice to just finally have seen this film, heard about it for years. That I've sounds got, fun. I've got another one here, Daniel. I watched the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, I actually sat down to watch that, but then I realized it was like a whole 50 minutes instead of like half an hour. So I turned it off. I didn't know what to expect. So I just, I'd seen it advertised on Disney Plus. Wasn't sure what I was going to be watching. I haven't watched any of the Lego Star Wars like episodes or whatever you call them. I haven't watched I any no of them. Idea. But, I, you know, like this one could be fun, holiday special. I, so I didn't really know what it was going to be about. Like, star war gang around christmas i just had no idea i was like was this gonna be original cast only new cast i'd have no idea going in so the it's it's ray and her friends and basically what happens is she discovers this gem that helps her um move through time and space where she can go to like other dimensions and other events and she goes to other events throughout the like skywalker um saga and it just intermixes with different things it's pretty funny there's some there are some really good laugh out loud moments it's um still overall made for kids but still enjoyable for adults i'd say okay. it's good yeah. it's got some fun moments i i don't think it's as, um great it's not the most amazing like lego movie i've seen it's probably closer to like lego ninjago kind of lego animation rather than the lego movie yeah but it's it's passable Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. I it. I watched a couple minutes of it before I realized. I thought I was just because I was prepared to watch like a little half an hour thing while I'm just chilling. Then realized it was closer to fifty minutes. So I'm like, ah, oh, maybe later. And I haven't picked it up. I think I'm not fa- gonna lie. When I saw like, when I first saw, like something pop up, it's just like, oh, the Star Wars Christmas special. I'm like, holy shit! Did they put that infamous Christmas special on that's Disney Plus? What I thought, and then I thought, well, maybe this is like a Lego animated remake of that. But it or wasn't. Like, I I don't I don't know. I didn't. But when I went to, it, I'm like, oh, it's Lego. I was really hoping they put that that infamous holiday special on Disney Plus because that would be so fun. I want to see it. I've never seen it to this day. Me neither. I'm sure you could get it on YouTube though. Yeah, I don't know. But it was fun. I mean, overall, I don't know. I'd probably give this a solid B if I had to grade it out. It's not great, like the, the Lego movie or anything, but it's still a lot of fun. But hey, you, it was a B for you as an adult. That's pretty good for a children's yeah, holiday it, There's still some pretty good laughs, too, when, when they intermix with like different things going on from the different Star Wars universes. Spoiler alert, there's a great part where uh, Palpatine and Vader are talking to Kylo Ren, and Kylo's explaining how Vader... They uh, they pull Vader and Palpatine from Return of the Jedi from the second Death Star before the Rebels are down there and Skywalker's up there with them. So they pull them from that timeline 
take him to Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren's telling the Emperor how Vader betrays him and throws him down a shaft. And he's just like, <laughs> what the hell? You He betrays me and then kill What? You throw me into a reactor? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, so there's some fun moments like that. That's pretty funny. But, yeah, I don't want really to give too much away because it's, it's worth a watch. I mean, if you got Disney Plus, it's it's nothing I would like, ooh, got to sign up for Disney Plus to watch this. It's nothing like that. But, you know, if you got Disney Plus, watch it. It's fun. So yeah, if you why have not? kids, watch it. Why not? All right, well, that's, that's all for me for this week. Okay. Well, Daniel, shall I move on and talk some gremlins? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Main movie on tap this week, we have Gremlins 1, excuse me, Gremlins, and Gremlins, the new batch. Daniel's going to be a look through the screen here. So, Daniel. Nailed it. You had never seen either one of them before. No. I'm so curious to hear your reaction to all this. So, I actually remember, like, going to one of my friend's houses and it was on, but we weren't watching it. Like, it was on when I got there, and then I think he turned it off and we did something else. Because I've definitely, I mean, I know what Gizmo looks like, you know, like infamous. And yeah, I've seen, you've seen him, him on the back, of, the back of cars with suction cups. Yeah, probably. Same with Garfield back in, this is, was that like a total 90s thing? Garfield and Gizmo on the back of cars with suction cups? Yeah, I guess. But the uh okay so so i had seen like clips like i've seen clips of gizmo before you know not many like i just know what he looks like but and then the only other part that i ever remember is the boiling scene at like towards the end of the movie when the evil gremlin jumps into the pool at the ymca and i remember seeing that boiling scene before great moment that's the only part i have ever actually seen so I didn't actually know any of like the nitty gritty of like the actual plot of Gremlins. Like I know it was kind of like a Christmas like comedy, but I thought it aired more on the side of cute. When I was pleasantly surprised when it didn't stay just cute. But I don't know. I was excited when you mentioned it because I had wanted to watch it and I've never watched it. And watching it, I'm like, holy shit, this is everything about I love about 80s movies. <laughs> In poor uh, comedy in uh, general. Dude, especially the second half. The second half is just gold, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, both of them take about 45 minutes to really get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but once it gets going, like, there were some scenes that I was just, like, on the couch, like, holy shit, that was awesome. And I was did not see that coming. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I should say, written great. by Chris Columbus, who... We all know directed Home Alone, Mrs. Doubtfire. Directed I know, by surprised. What's that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And as soon as it flashed up, I'm like, oh shit, no way. Chris Columbus. Also directed the first two Harry Potter films. Yeah. Directed by Joe Dante, starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Exton, Francis Lee McCain, Corey Feldman, and Judge Reynolds or Ren Reinhold. I think it's just Reynolds. I don't know. So two cast members of Fast Times at Richmond High. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I, I have only seen the first one once before this and never seen the second one going in. Yeah, I, and it took me years to, to see it. It was only like maybe four or five years ago when I actually sat down and watched the first one. So I'm still pretty new to this universe myself. But, yeah, it was. there's a lot I'd forgotten about. So it was just fun to go back and watch it all over again. I watched both of them with one of my roommates, and we just had a good time watching them. Um, but, yeah, the first one – like like you're saying definitely has kind of a slow start kind of takes some time to build its momentum up but once it does it gets really fun really quick i think for me it really starts to take off when the mom is discovering the cocoons yeah that's when i was on the edge of my seat like no fucking way but this mom's getting after it and i love it was not expecting that did you recognize her she's the uh she's lorraine's mother from back to the future i did not recognize her but no, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, starting at that point, um, it's kind of when my notes really take off too. I mean, before that, I mean, we're building up our characters. We're getting to know Billy and Kate a little bit. We have Billy's dad, who's an inventor. You're raising your hand. You I'm that? raising my hand because right off the bat, I'm going to mention, I've heard the name Billy, you know, you call your children Billy. When he was like, yeah, oh, my son Billy would love that. In my head, I'm like, okay, it's like, a creature feature so the, a child's gonna get this creature and then things are gonna go wrong and then usually you know especially since it's spielberg like or amblin at least like children are usually the main focuses of those stories mm-hmm. not we're not thinking billy was gonna be like a 24 year old kid or, t- or 27 i don't know how old he is he's like in his 20s uh, was he, i thought he was still in high well was he still in high school maybe, maybe college he was working at a bank i guess college we'll just say college age but like, so Billy's like Young adult. pretty much an adult, especially yeah. for like kids movies. Which I'm kind of, I'm actually surprised they, they went that route, to be honest. Well, it wasn't supposed to originally go that route because like, I don't know, this script got rewritten a lot because apparently it was a lot darker, like when Christopher Columbus wrote it. I would have loved darker, to be honest. Well, he didn't, this script wasn't even supposed to get made. It was, what was it? They call it a te, not a test script, but I forgot the name of it. But essentially, it's just like he wrote a script for his resume to show that he knows he can write a script. But Spielberg uh, saw his, his test script and he's like, this is awesome. So we bought it. <laughs> this is great. I mean, imagine that. Just write a script for fun and Spielberg picks up and says, oh, let's make this. <laughs> let's make it. Especially, okay. especially being in the 80s, but where was i going with that but yeah like i sorry i raised my i interrupted you just because i'm like billy i thought billy was gonna be a child not a like not essentially an adult <laughs> yeah I, I i guess i just assumed early i i was wondering that i was thinking high well no because they go back to his high school don't they so isn't he in high school i just assumed he went to like his old high school professor because that guy was teaching middle school or whatever <laughs> small town <laughs> Yeah, whatever he taught, like, I guess high school and middle school, because he was also, like, teaching that little 10-year-old kid that okay. he hangs out with. Corey Feldman? Yeah, Mouth. From the Goonies. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Where's it going with this? Anyway, so, yeah, kind of, again, slow start to get to know the characters. You had Billy, Kate, Billy's parents. Um, yeah, Corey Feldman's character, Pete. Uh, Gerald, played by Judge Reinhold. Which I'm going to say as a complaint, I wish his role was bigger. Why introduce him at all if his role is not going to be bigger? Yeah, his role was, can I study it? Stabs it, pisses it off, takes its blood. 
and uh and then it kills him yeah i think that i, mean, I guess i don't know if that's spoil I, spoilers i don't know oh uh, this whole this whole episode is gonna be full of spoilers i mean these we are, should have said that at the beginning full, so we the, this, whole, this whole episodes are gonna be full of spoilers if you haven't seen it just watch it it was hilarious it was so much fun Wait, real I quick did, did he die i'm trying to remember now I'm pretty sure he died. Judge, Judge Reinhold, the guy from Fast Times, did he die? The guy that's been—he was trying to hit on uh, Kate at the bar, saying, "Come see my apartment." That guy. Oh, not that guy. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. I thought we were talking about the science teacher. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about the uh, Judge Reinhold's part. Oh um, no, he does not. He—that's something that's notable because this is like the first. It feels. I was actually listening to a podcast about this, but they mentioned how he never gets any sort of comeuppance. Nothing. Yeah, why not? Like for an intro, for having a character with him and you know casting Judge on the part, why why not? I was hoping he'd be in the end with them, like battling all these people. Something. Nope. And he could have been like the you know the Steve of this event, you know, from Stranger Things. Yeah, well, it never happens. Never it just kind of disappears in the movie. Let's talk about the first act a little bit. What were some fun things in the first act that you liked? Right at the bat, I'm going to say Gizmo. Pretty adorable. Uh, the animatronics and everything, I thought were really well done. Yeah, he just kind of reminded me of a Furby. Yeah. But, I thought but the, he's essentially... The puppetry, he's essentially, the robotics, all, I thought, really well done. I mean, he's essentially Baby Yoda. He, is, like, he, that's, he was the Baby he, he's Yoda. He's Baby Yoda. He's been replaced now by Baby Yoda, but yes. Yeah. Up until Baby Yoda, we had Gizmo. They even have, like, a super similar design. Yeah. It's true. But um, but first of all, yeah, I liked Gizmo. I'm going to lie. I just love how this movie starts because I wasn't really sure. Like, I was having issues, like, trying to fit it in. And I actually, like, I'm like, well, maybe I'll watch a little bit of it on my lunch break on my laptop. I watched, like, two minutes of it. I'm like, never mind. I got to watch this at home. This, oh, yeah. It just feels like it's going to be something I'm going to really enjoy. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, you can't be watching this on the laptop. I, 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 know, I know. The second one, you probably could. I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah. We'll get into that but, one a little bit here. But this one, I'm like, yeah, I love how it starts. Like, total 80s. It just feels cheesy and a fun in the good way. So, quick trivia. Yeah. That same town, the downtown area, they uh-huh. use that for Hill Valley and Back to the Future. Oh, I think you were telling me about that. That same theater they blow up? is the same theater that Marty crashes the DeLorean into at the end of Back to the Future. Yeah, that's awesome. I knew it looked familiar. Yeah, it really did have this like, oh, this does feel like have a familiar feel to it. But yeah, that was Hill Valley. <laughs> Whatever, the, I forgot they called the town in this movie, but yeah, that was Hill Valley. Nice. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. We have Billy and Kate. You can tell he likes her quite a bit. Gerald is trying to get in her pants also. Got that going on. His dad's an inventor, kind of a cheesy dude. Yeah. Kind of a weirdo. Which... He just kind of gets side. I thought he was going to be play a bigger part, but he kind of like. Yeah, I thought he was going to have start- a lot bigger he, part. He he's starts the, one- the movie off. You see him calling his wife, like at the towards the end of the first act, be like, Yeah, I'm stuck at the conference. We'll try and be home by Christmas. By Christmas. And then you just don't see him the rest of the movie until the very end. He just kind of disappears. Yeah, I, I thought he'd have a lot larger role in this, but uh, but yeah, so for me, things start to really 
heat up once the mom discovers the uh, cocoons. That whole scene in the kitchen is just amazing. That... I mean, all the deaths are just great and so much fun to watch. From the first one gets like in a mixer and gets just torn to I... shreds. Okay, I'm going to talk about this because I wrote this down and I'm like, no matter what happens after this moment, this movie was made for me. When the mom just like hears something, you know, like it's the 80s, like, you know, heavy like archetypes and like, you know, so lots of stereotypical stuff going on. But like, it's just, she hears something, she doesn't leave the house. Or no, he calls her, tells her to get out of the house. And she hears something, first thing she grabs her knife. I'm like, Oh shit, she's ready to go. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of, I didn't expect that. And then when she literally just unapologetically starts murdering, she murders three of them, three to four of them, like just immediately with extreme prejudice. Yeah, because we got the one in the mixer. My favorite one is when she, well, she, but then she stabs the second one. I know. Just, just, just it goes literally like, oh, there's a guy in the mixer, turns it on blood everywhere next one i think the next one she's the one that she's just stabbed to death yep and then the third one's my favorite shoves him or he backs himself into the microwave shuts the door turns it on and just watching him just explode in the microwave is just it's amazing <laughs> so the much world fun. before pg-13 blows my mind since this is it's not r well so, so apparently PG. these both came out in 84 this movie and um indiana jones and the temple of doom both pg but are what made them look at like hmm i think we should come up with something in between because these are both very heavy for pg but not quite heavy enough for r we need something else in the middle so these two movies are what helped spark pg-13 there you go now you know your your five-year-old can't go see it but you're but you're like 11 to 12 year old can it's yeah fine. <laughs> but yeah so the microwave and then you got the one attacking her on the christmas tree that was great. Tree's following her. She's just trying to not get eaten by the thing. Dude, literally, it's just like, has her like choking out by like garland or something. And then Billy comes home, takes the swords off the wall, throws them into the fireplace, and just watch them just burn alive. Dude, like, that's what I love about this. Like, I was, I was expecting like cutesy violence, not full blown fucking murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so visceral, too. Like it was the whole kitchen scene just made it. I love the mom from then on out. You know, I guess you had to give Billy something to do so his mom gets scratched and she can't get away from two more gremlins. Right. You know. But I like too how he takes they he takes her to a nearby neighbor that happens to be a doctor. Yeah. Hey, can, like, you, here, can, you, can you watch my mom just leaves? Yeah, just leaves her there. Like, but oh, now I gotta go find the lady of my dreams. Yeah, but well, no. First, he goes to the police station, right? Yeah, first he's gonna go. And I guess this town only has two cops working in the whole thing. I mean, it's a small town. Small town, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. So... I, I, those those guys are pretty funny when they're leaving. Let me drive. You always get to drive because I'm the sheriff, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up. So funny. I know those guys reacting like everything in this movie just like works so well and how weird and quirky is like it feels very 80s. But since it was like, I mean, it wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg, but it was kind of like it sounded like he had a heavy hand in it. Mm -hmm. Still, but it just this movie feels like it's actually I was I was actually very surprised at how quality of a movie it felt. Yeah, you know, for the most part, 
the practical effects are pretty darn good and hold up for the most part, I would think. Or, yeah. excuse me, that I would say. They really say do. So. There's only a few things that I didn't like. Like, one of Gizmo's facial expressions, I just hated. And I thought it was super ugly. Like, when he's just kind of like, when his face is all droopy, it just kind of looked like it's his shocked face. Like, uh, I, I don't know. How, I don't know what face that is. He makes it a couple times in the bed and a couple more times. But I just did not like that pose for like the Gizmo. Uh, I, guess, I guess after he takes his mom, they go to the school. They'll go look for the teacher. They find him dead. And then that's when they see... Was it stripes? They call them stripe. Jump into the pool, multiply. I just love that whole visual of the water boiling. Because like nowadays, if they were to do this movie, they would show us underwater shots of the multiplying. But I like the kind of the um, just the thrill of not really seeing anything, just the water, just boiling like crazy. It's just a really cool visual. I thought. Yeah. Then he goes uh, to the sheriff, like, help, help, help. Then he's like, I got to get my girl. Let's go to the bar. And then this is hands down my favorite scene of the whole movie is at the bar. What did you think? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to say right now, hands down, when the mom just starts murdering the gremlins, that was my favorite scene. Because that was just such a weird, dark turn that I wasn't expecting the mom to take, of all things. Mm-hmm. But that was great. But the bar scene, too, just cracked me up. Because I don't know why she's just in there, like, trying to serve them and pour them drinks. That's just so great. She's running for her life. She's like, okay. Uh, uh, oh, like, God, I don't want to get fired for my non-paying job. I don't want to get fired. So here you go. Here you go. Drink up, drink up. Yeah, I guess she's running for I mean, her life. The only thing I can think of was, like, are you just afraid that if you don't give them what they want, they're just going to murder you? I, guess, I just but, love the, the whole setting. is great, though, because you got all these gremlins all over the bar drinking smoking playing poker <laughs> they're kind of some of them right and kind of um like mobsters like you see stripes shoot someone for cheating or making a comment over cards yeah it, it, it <laughs> got the one hanging from the fan just going in circles <laughs> i know and they're like playing darts and oh they have yeah that's when you like you see the i think the first gremlin shot that has like a gun and like shot another gremlin <laughs> oh that scene cracked me up though you got others like laying under the uh under the giraffe just drinking beer straight out yeah i know don't feed them after midnight they turn to assholes <laughs> so great though um but this just uh, that that scene cracked me up and i guess like i guess once she figures out that light hurts them that she takes pictures and tr- essentially you know, and she's she trying to light the cigarettes for the other one yeah exactly she's like oh no taking the camera just flashing them everywhere and then she gets out of there then he shows up in his volvo that just started for the first time he's like yeah come on let's go oh fuck it's dead again we have to run now well it's like why did he shut it off to begin with i don't know why not leave it on because he shows up to the bar shining his lights bright lights into it scaring a lot of them off or hurting them why not keep it going and say he turns it off just so it doesn't start again it's like oh shit we're on foot now i don't know he's just what what else are you gonna do with the plot there was like 30 minutes left in the movie at that point after they leave the bar just all the destruction around town like messing with the uh turn signal light that was great yeah one thing i did like is when the gremlins are outside that like the like the veteran the world war ii guy that's driving his tractor around all the time you know when they're at that guy's house and they drive a fucking piece of 
heavy machinery through his entire house. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did they not kill them? No, they didn't because I don't think they show up at all for the rest of the movie. I thought they were dead until they showed up in the second one. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Wait, why are when I'm watching the second one, I'm like, wait, why are they here? Aren't they dead? <laughs> Don't they get run over and killed? <laughs> yeah, very weird. I mean, I guess they were trying to connect the first one to the second one in some bigger way than just the two main characters. Wow, in we didn't need that though. Didn't need that at all. Like they were such a waste of space in the sequel. Did not need them at all. They were oh, almost oh, oh, entirely oh. inconsequential. Oh, yeah. No, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so you got the bar scene, then the run around town. My favorite, you see them caroling at the lady's house, and the other one goes in and wires her chair, and her chair just going flying up around the stairs and throwing her out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, so unexpected, because I'm like, oh, she's going to go to the top of the stairs and just kind of, like, get thrown onto the ground and, like, hurt herself. And then when she fucking throws to the window through the window to the ground myself. dead i That's was laughing so hard <laughs> it was so good and how she just lands and then they're just like oh no that's whatever the bitchy lady's landlady is yeah oh no which i'm going to start that up the first thing you see in this movie is essentially him like within the first five minutes you see this horrible horrible woman I actually wrote down what a colossal bitch <laughs> about the landlord, Miss, whatever her name is. Because like when we first saw her, she's speaking to That's a mother with her two kids. Yeah, and just like we just need, and that, and I'm like, and listen to him like she's like, I just need two more, like we just need two more weeks before we can pay you in full, you know. And I feel like, well, you know, I get if you're a landlord. But she's not asking for a month. She's literally telling you in two weeks, we're going to give you money. And then she's like, well, I don't want to support your deadbeats. <laughs> like yeah. this lady. And then how she vividly talks about all the horrible things she's going to do to his dog if she catches him. And she's like, what well, the that, fuck that's is why wrong was, with That's you? why it was so great uh, when she died. It's like, eh, all right. I know. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off though, watching her like, just the visual of her. Ah, have the chair going flying up the stairs, and then cut to exterior shot of the house through the window. I'm like, oh, I mean, shit. it cracked me up that you see that she's just a bitter old hag just in her house with a bunch of cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But <laughs> that did crack me up. I mean, cutting the brakes of the cop cars and them flipping. Yeah, that was great. Basically, I mean, killing the only two cops in town. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. I, we didn't see him again. They sure didn't try to get other cops. That was yeah. great. Um, one one uh, thing I liked, just as a kind of a visual, was um, all the gremlins, you know, they're, they're wrecking havoc all over the town. Then finally they gather up and go into the theater. We don't know that quite yet, but you just have Billy and Kate walking through the town. You got an instrumental version of Silent Night playing. Just it, It's just kind of, everything's kind of still now and quiet. It was just, I don't know why, just kind of a cool visual of that. And you're kind of just want, like waiting for something to pop out of the corners. Yeah. Then, yeah, it turns out they're all in a the theater, which that was just hilarious visually too. <laughs> and they're all, all just fucking eating popcorn. Like in watching, yeah, and watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like there's so many weird, weird things. Like that doesn't make any sense. But oh, I was random. laughing my ass off when it was happening. You know, 
And okay, one of the scenes that I want to talk about is I kind of like in between like the, I think it's like during the second act when Billy and Kate are just walking through, or maybe it is during the first act, but when they're just walking through town and she's like, well, I hate Christmas, you know? And he's like, well, I thought everybody was supposed to be happy. And she's like, no, some people aren't happy. Then she goes through this whole like, spiel about suicide during the holidays she's like well you're opening presents sometimes people are just opening their wrists i'm like what the fuck is happening that was one of the first dark turns in the like beginning of the movie i'm just like i wasn't expecting that comes full circle later on yeah i know but i'm just like what the fuck so you want to talk about that scene and by that scene i mean one of the cheesiest monologue scenes ever yeah is that yeah, I thought I had it pulled up. <laughs> Let's just watch it real quick. Oh, perfect. There you go. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. So Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. It's just so bad. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. Oh fuck! I have no idea what to say to that. And that's how I found out (laughs) there was no Santa Claus. Age nine or ten, she finally figures out no Santa Claus. (laughs) I know the very. Oh, I forgot the punchline of the story, and that's when I found out there's no Santa Claus. When my dad was found dead in our fucking chimney. First, uh, there's so many things about that story too that are just like. So, like, what the hell? Because, okay, first off, he was late coming home from work. So, in the, usually you do the Santa thing at night. Everyone's gone to bed. Instead, he's coming down the chimney, like, in the early evening. When First off, not going to fit. Second off, you know, every chimney's got that, uh, what, what, what do they call that area? The, the dumper thing or door, you know. I'm no chimney expert, but I know. Okay, but there's, there's a thing of metal bl- that, you know. Very narrow that only allows all the smoke to go up. Yeah. <laughs> no one human is gonna fit through that. And it's just <laughs> so if they're at home decorating the tree, they didn't hear him go, oh dude, I know it doesn't make sense because yeah, you're right. Like the time he's like, he didn't he didn't show up and no one knew where he was. And it <laughs> Well, it so is the mom not in on this either? Like we're gonna surprise our daughter, so the mom has no idea either, I guess apparently she didn't because yeah that story like again like 
her little speech about like holiday suicide i was like whoa this took a really dark turn we went from caroling to this like in two seconds and then i yeah her story about the full story about why she hates christmas so much i'm like what why is this in a kid's movie right it's more just like i'm kind of like that's what kind of posts this up so much is this is like everything i love about 80s like cult classic movies like this doesn't make any fucking sense. The storyline doesn't necessarily make any sense. But by God, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, oh, it totally is. Um, I'm trying to think of some other uh, fun parts. I guess I'm going to talk about some things that I would like. Anything you would change about this movie? About the first one? Yeah. No, no it's great. I, first, I could... The first one is pretty great. I, I think the only complaints I have that I would change maybe is just get things moving a little quicker and if anything else just more destruction in the end i guess i mean i don't mind this being a little dark it's the i think it's the right tone it doesn't need to necessarily be family friendly i mean i think most kids like eight years old and up are fine watching this yeah but um yeah get things going and moving just a little quicker i would say keep yeah, around I'm... keep around if you're gonna have his character the uh, the guy from fast times keep him around maybe he could be helping them at the end of it though like there could be three of them teamed up and doing stuff and but have billy still be the hero so he gets a girl at the end i don't know yeah or have that other guy die how great would that have been to see him die somehow trying to save the town yeah that would have been hilarious i know like i guess the for the first one like yeah it took about 40 45 minutes to get going which i thought was fine for the first one because you know these are the characters this is the situation this these are the grounds you know we're introducing these all are the rules <laughs> they gotta follow yeah you know so like i didn't mind it as much but when the second one took almost the same amount of time and it almost has the same runtime i'm like okay yeah we so, should have gotten going like 25 minutes in we should have just been going yeah so let's, i guess we'll, we'll get into it oh real quick i have in my notes here um I guess I stripes throwing the saw blade like a badass was awesome. <laughs> I mean, oh, took there's head so right much off. more because I like, okay, so things that I wrote just like that I thought were kind of funny is like when the mom is trying to answer the phone, it's almost like a pseudo cell phone that the guy invented, like some way to pick up the phone and essentially talk through like a little handheld speaker when she's mm-hmm. trying to answer the phone. I thought that was funny. Something that, like, one of the more fucked up things is when the like the gremlins first like turn and they take gizmo and then the next time you see him they're pl- throwing darts at him while he's yeah. spinning around on the dartboard yeah uh, that's pretty funny um bar scene i do like the gizmo oh, was- oh god oh the, the other thing is when they're like towards like the finale of the movie when they're in the sporting goods store or at least the sporting goods section and the stripes shoots him with a crossbow and you literally see the bolt go into his shoulder yeah that was awesome and then comes at him with a chainsaw i was i was dying that was hilarious it was like (laughs) such overkill and then one of the parts that i laughed the most about is when gizmo is driving the little like pink car and while he's driving you just hear like the inside of like what he's thinking or whatever the whatever it's supposed to be where all you hear is the dialogue from that racing movie that he was watching earlier in the movie. Yeah. I don't know why, but that shit cracked me up. Like, why? It, it was just so cheesy, but it, 
it was hilarious. Well, and I, li- I like where they take it in the second film too. <laughs> yeah. As far as what he, what he decides to model himself after. But yeah, I, I do like that Gizmo was the hero of the day. Uh, he was the one that stops uh, Stripes overall. Yeah. Pulling the shade and blinding. Was that our, supposed to be artificial, more artificial light in the store? Because it was still dark out. Yeah, bright light coming in. That was, I'm assuming that was to more artificial light. Well, the bright light that comes in at the end is sunlight. It was still dark though, isn't it? Well, they said that it was cl- getting close to dawn. All right. You know, because, you know, you see it multiple times, like they don't like bright light, but it doesn't kill them. It's only when it's sunlight that they start melting. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Because he totally melted, which was amazing. Yeah, him pulling the shade and just watching him uh, stripe melt was just hilarious. Dude, that melting scene was great. And I was really impressed like with the practical effects. It was like, these hold up. Melt off his skin, melt off everything. And then his bones just there. And then it just like disintegrates too and i'm like well that was pretty seamless i did i did really enjoy that it was yeah really no, good. the the effects i would say overall maybe it's a practical not really bad 84 cgi hold up very nicely i think for the most part and they take it to the next step in the next one so yeah i guess why don't we get into the uh, next one here um the new batch gremlins the new batch yes written by charles s haas and directed by joe dante once again so, same cast returns. Well, at least you have Billy and Kate returning, as well as Gizmo. Um, and then you get some you new needed. faces. You get some new faces here. John Glover, which I was pleasantly surprised to see, as well as Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Because I'm like, I remember seeing that, and I'm just like, well, I remember I was looking up like the cast. I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. I'm like, oh shit, Lex Luthor. Or not Lex Luthor, Lionel. Lionel Luthor, Lionel. yes. That's all I've really ever seen him in, other than the uh, mad scientist that creates Bane in Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, and he's also in the Shazam movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. But him, and then I'm like, I, I saw that, I'm like, that looks like Christopher Lee. Why would he be in this though? And I looked it up, I'm like, holy shit, it's Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Count Dooku. Saruman. <laughs> Saruman yeah. and also Dracula. Great addition to the guest. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm trying to blend to it right now, but the uh, the other main uh, guy that works at the company, he the only thing I've seen him in, he was a um, coach at Kevin's school in the Wonder Years, as well as uh, he had a couple... About, like a security advisor? Yeah. He, so... uh, he had a couple parts. Uh, he had a minor role in Home Improvement for like a season or two. He was one of their neighbors that moved in. Oh yeah, um, he's, yeah, bald, no, he's bald in those though. Or at least when in I was, the whole... oh, when I was watching, I'm like, again, like I felt the same. Like I, he looks familiar, but there's nothing notable that I can think of to put him to. Yeah. But yeah, so Gremlins two, um, very much not nearly as good as the first one. Honestly, I didn't like this one really at all. Okay. You know, especially going like I did a creature double feature is what I told you. I watched the first one and then I watched the second one. So going from like, oh man, this is awesome! Like it's fun. It's actually pretty good, and it's just, it's just it has a fun tone to it. And the second one, I'm just like, again, it, I noticed I'm like, okay, but since I just watched 45 minutes of like backstory before we finally got into the action in Gremlins one, I was hoping it was going to go a little faster. 
but it was almost the exact same like 45 minutes and no, yeah and no need for that going. in my opinion like there are so many like characters we didn't we don't really need to get to need to get to know that well i mean we need to get to know the guy that owns the company we need to uh get to know him a little bit maybe the christopher lee scientist character a little bit too we got to catch up with uh billy and kate so i i guess i, I don't mind the premise of this one like let's move from small town to big city and let's have Gremlin take over a giant skyscraper office. Why it was not? Home Alone too, all over again. <laughs> Be a lot of fun. Great premise, but yeah, we got to get going quicker with stuff. I I just I thought great premise, but the execution of it was just so poorly done. And I feel like this one was just so much more cheese for some reason, and it wasn't necessary. I think they could have done, gone darker with this one because I mean PG thirteen was the thing now, so let's just make it darker overall. And let's just have fun with it. I mean, I'm because I'm sure they did a lot of things you could tell from the first one to the second one that they couldn't do in the first one with animatronics and stuff like that, puppets and everything. That right? Because I mean, a lot of that was improved in the second one, but and there's still some great moments too, some great gremlin moments. But I just I don't know the execution of it could have been so much better, so much scarier, so much less cheese because there was just so much cheese. Well, that's actually explainable, and let me tell you why that is. And I don't know if you got this, but okay. So the director of both of them was Joe Dante, right? Yes. Okay. Well, he directed the first one. He really enjoyed it. Like, well, I mean, as much as you can enjoy. Like, I mean, he directed the first one essentially, but he also was like, since it's, you know, a movie based on with stop motion animation and animatronics, it still was a shit show. But so he didn't want to make the second one. He told them he wasn't going to make the second one. But when they couldn't find a director, they told him, okay, well, we're going to triple the budget and you have creative control. The only stipulation pretty much was that it had to be out by Christmas. And so he's apparently like said, like, this is kind of just like a fuck you to sequels because not only do they completely disregard the rules for Gremlins almost immediately, in the second one, like the one of the first, you see Gizmo walking around in broad daylight almost immediately in the second one when he should be melted. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, like, they throw out that. They even, like, there's so much weird meta humor. Like, the guy reviewing Gremlins 1 on, like, one of the TV channels during the movie was fun. That was just really weird. <laughs> you know? Very, like, just broke the fourth wall, but... Essentially, he didn't want to make this movie and he just made it as ridiculous as he could because he's like, kind of like said, fuck it. That's literally I, what I don't know why, though. We, well, this, they could have gone to so many new levels with this to, where it could have possibly topped the first one. I mean, this could have been Die Hard Gremlin style. You have, it could be the same thing, Christmas Eve, you, or not even Christmas Eve, but you know, you could have a huge ass Christmas party that these gremlins take over like the terrorists in Die Hard. Like, it could have been Die Hard gremlin style instead we got rambo yeah but <laughs> that was still a fun part but yeah that just, i don't know like i'm fine still having billy and kate around why do we need their stupid neighbors though well first off i thought they were dead then they yeah. show up i'm like why them though of all people why not his why parents aren't you dead and also why are you here right why not his, or why not just some college buddies come stay with them for the weekend or something 
or somebody from their something. company, like a couple from where they it's work at. Something like why? Why these people? Like they they were done. They did nothing for the story, in my opinion. They were just a waste of time. The wife's going around snapping photos is so annoying. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, which also I don't understand because she's like essentially talking to her husband. It's like, oh, like you're crazy. I'm like. Bitch, you fucking saw those things too in the first one. Yeah, you saw them right. literally destroy why, your fucking house. Why is it only house. he's the crazy one with the PTSD? Why doesn't she have it going on too? Yeah, I mean, in the first one, that's kind of his point. It's like people think he's crazy. I mean, we thought they it, died, so obviously they were very close to being killed. Why isn't she also freaking out? I, I have no idea. That's not, something I didn't like. I mean, like, she's like, on drugs too. The way she's acted in the sequel is just like, like she was on drugs, just going around like drugged up, taking pictures. Just like a ditzy wife, I guess. I don't know. I just, uh, they I don't, yeah, so they much. didn't need to be in there. Should it? They didn't even really. The only thing they did for the story is he got them wet at the end. Yeah, but <laughs> that could have that could have been the uh, that literally could have been anyone else. Redhead chick, or it could have been the redhead that they just sidelined. They they yeah, they could have that could have been her. Like, hey, make yourself useful. Do this when I tell you. And to. Instead of just like, and just just smoke. Like, no, you can smoke and hold the fire hose. Yeah. Yeah, her character bugged me so much too. Yeah, it was really yeah, weird. The, the, if this has just been a better script, I like the premise, but it's just a better script, and this could have been a lot of fun still. Because the again, premise is great of them taking over a tower in New York City. And I really thought when I was watching, like, holy shit, they're gonna do Die Hard. And when they just didn't do anything close, I was very disappointed. Yeah, same, same. Um, I mean, like this movie jumped the shark and so many, and it's so self-French French. It's just like so meta, but not in like funny ways. It's just really weird ways. Like the gremlins, like it's distributed by Warner brothers. So like, you know, like one of the gremlins has the Warner brother tattoo, like tattooed on his chest. That was funny. There, there's the, some funny part. I did like the beginning with Daffy Duck and, and uh, bugs arguing. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, intermission they, uh, thing was pretty funny with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, again, that's just so, it's like very, it's so weirdly meta, like I said, like, there's literally a TV channel that they draw attention to that's reviewing the VHS release of the movie's Gremlin. Yeah. This you one know? almost felt more 80s-ish in a way than the other one did. Yeah. As far as just like filmmaking goes i i don't know it was this, just like a classic 80s bloated sequel i guess yeah this one just this one bothered me quite a bit there's still some good stuff like the animatronics and puppetry gets better gizmo's still great i, I did laugh out loud when he was rambo that part was great that did i did like the uh, other gremlins drinking the lab stuff that was great like you got the super brainy one all of a sudden uh the bat one was great uh the part where he turns into a gargoyle was hilarious yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. And when he like leaves, when he flies out the window, it's just the bat signal, the that, literal bat signal. That was pretty funny. The uh, spider one, great stuff. Yeah, the only one that bothered me and how it was only used, they only did it to push the plot forward at the end was the electricity one. Yeah, that one just doesn't make sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. And just how that that's how they're defeated is get them wet and then electricity runs through them clever ish i guess but at the same time i'm just like what the crap well it already doesn't make sense they trapped him on hold in the phone system like that's still that just yeah didn't make any sense when they're like yeah all you have to do is just transfer the call and then we'll aim the phone at the gremlins 
and maybe that'll work. Yeah. I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. That is absolutely not going to work. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you give somebody creative control and nobody to back them up and say, like, that's a stupid idea. Because the whole, just how they defeated them at the end was just dumb. I, I don't know. Make this, again, this is one, I really do hope they remake this. And maybe not a complete remake, a reboot, but I really do hope they do some kind of continuation of this just some kind of reimagining of gremlins because there's so much you could do now i mean this would just be great more and if nothing else you could still do animatronics but just like make it look like baby yoda good you know yes yes yeah you can even animatronic like i know it's just yeah the second one just it could have been a lot more fun it could have been more bombastic it was supposed to be longer it was supposed to be like 20 or 30 minutes longer but they cut that out because Apparently, they said there were too many gremlins. So apparently, Uh, the director responded like, well, it's not called humans. But it's just... I I just can't imagine... I I heard the original cut of the first one was over two hours long also. And they cut it way back. Well, I would love to see an original cut. And also, I would love if they actually made the original scripted version. Because, like, the original Christopher Columbus script had like the mom getting decapitated by the gremlins. Yeah, I guess her and the dog died. Yeah, like in, yeah, and Billy was supposed to watch his dog getting eaten by the gremlins and stuff. Oh god, that would have been awesome. That would've it would have so been awesome. so, I, if I had seen that movie, I would have I, I don't know, but I still would have loved it. <laughs> the sequel though, I just so many missed opportunities, I felt like some good moments but so many missed opportunities Uh, i do do like when she takes the wrong when kate takes the wrong one back to the apartment that was pretty funny that did kind of bug me though because i'm like you know what gizmo looks like you've met him right it had been six years who knows had it had been that long yeah 84 to 90 i get i mean well i guess there's a time gap like in universe too from when he goes back to i I don't know I, i guess there's is a few years of a time jump but still you think you'd remember him i mean like billy recognized him right away yeah immediately i don't know that was that was i don't know there's there some good parts and just some real bad parts i mean i i mean there's one of the visuals i loved was the one that was filling up on i was like slurpy or something you see his stomach just expanding yeah. that was funny that did crack me up i mean some of the weirder ones okay like so oh, real quick i noticed the gal that walks up to order something she was in the first season of Step by Step. She played one of uh, Carol's sisters. Oh, she really? Got, she got cut after the first season because her and her the character that played their mother were just terrible characters, and they didn't move the plot forward at all. So they cut them from the second season. But anyway, I recognize oh. her. I was like, oh shit, it's her. Anyway, that's pretty funny. Um, one of the things I want to mention is one of the things one of the gags in the movie that I did find hilarious is essentially because they're in like that clamp industries like essentially like a smart building mm-hmm. it's like supposed to be the most advanced but it also like feels like one of the most dystopian places ever oh my gosh the elevators talking would be so the annoying. elevator well not that just like when they like see a guy he's just like you're on an unauthorized break you are terminated <laughs> you know and i'm like that would be awful but one that. of the I... one of the gags that i loved is like when they had little announcements that just made it feel even more dystopian. But I wrote down at least one of them. One of my favorite intercom announcements of the movie was like, now the Clamp Cable Network will be showing Casablanca tonight. Now in color and with a happy ending. 
<laughs> so funny. But like that happened throughout, and they say like some weird fucked up thing over the intercom is like kind of like the same type of voice you'd hear in like Fred Myers or something. Uh, another side character I did not care for at all was that Count Dracula dude. Pointless. He was just yeah, he was just kind of a gag character, and they kind of utilized him a little bit. Like, well, they did utilize him at the end, but it just. Yeah. Again, why not make this like Die Hard? This could have been such a better movie. Great premise. Again, Gremlins taking over a Christmas party for a huge corporation, and yeah, they could because they could have stopped the elevators from working, so everybody's trapped on a floor. This could have been amazing. Yeah, this could have been a great sequel. Maybe still not as great as the first, but this still had so much potential to be such a great sequel. Yeah, I think it would have been better, like, instead of just, like, this weird shock and blast and just all this crazy sh- nonsense. Like, if they just went heavy into, like, parody of Die Hard, even if we knew exactly, uh, like, it was Die Hard. Uh, I, I, would've, I would love to do a, a remake of the second one and totally go with the Die Hard rat. I mean, again, everybody's Christmas party. They cut the electricity or at least cut the elevators off so nobody can go anywhere. Everyone's trapped on the floor. Gremlins are taking over the entire building and just everything that comes with that. Just could have had so many good parts and just have a couple less human characters because we just didn't need them. They were pointless. The neighbors coming back to visit them, pointless. Uh, the Dracula dude, pointless. That's the, that's the word of this whole sequel, pointless. Yeah. I didn't really do anything. It didn't really end on a cliffhanger. It didn't really give a conclusive thing. It's just like, we killed him. We, we killed him again. But essentially, this stuff can still happen if, uh, I mean, as long as, I almost said Mowgli, but as long as Gizmo's around, this technically, this scenario can happen wherever you take him. I'm not going to lie, after, after the end of this, I do want to go find one of those old Gizmo um, suction cup things that go in your car window. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember them. looking up Gizmo toys because I'm like, I, I want one now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i don't know overall would you like to see a sequel or remake i'm surprised okay again because of how big the first one is they ordered the sequel right away i'm surprised there is not a gremlins 3 i'm surprised yeah there's not a gremlins 3 or i'm I'm just surprised they haven't by this this time remade it i mean they're remaking a little shop of horror again coming up here soon i am really shocked they haven't remade this yet and i don't know there's so many different directions you could take this now would you want to would you want to see it in a city setting or like a more small town i think we need to go back to small town i love the small town feel like it everything about that worked for me because it hits a bunch of fun tropes and it all just worked in the first one i think you just gotta get a really good writer to write really good human parts and good dialogue and have it be comedy horror you could have a really good scary even if it still stays at pg-13 level you could really remake this movie if they remade Gremlins, I'd hope they'd stick it closer to like Christopher Clo- Like, yeah, just make it go super fucking dark and then the humor just goes super outrageous. Like the mom does get decapitated. Like all that fucked up shit does happen. I would yeah. like, if they rebooted that, that's what I would want to see at that point. Oh, would be awesome. I mean, I'd even, our raid version, why not? I mean, Child's Play, they did a latest version of it. A complete reboot. I mean, I still haven't watched it, but I heard it was good things about it. Yeah, I, I, this, I feel like this has to be around the corner. I mean, would you want to see it like human wise? Would you want to see it revolve around teenagers, twenty year olds? I mean, would you want to see? Billy I mean, and Kate you could totally maybe like were, this maybe is there were kids. Like, maybe a, Billy and Kate give their kids a gizmo. 
Do I mean like there's things that like you don't even need that because there's so many potentials. Like, I mean, if you went teenager, I mean, this is already a horror comedy, and like I said, like this concept would do really great to spoof different horror movies. Like, if it was teenagers, you could totally do Gremlins at like Cramp Camp Crystal, you know, River, you know, bullshit, and they have to like survive at the camp until sunrise like while the gremlins are trying to kill them at night like you could totally do that you know that's another thing too is have it take place over a couple days where they have to like hide out in daytime and then come back out at night kind of thing i mean that would be fun too like i'm saying like there's so many possibilities like you could spoof any horror movie you wanted with these things and it would still be pretty good as long as more chance of massacre (laughs) yeah like Literally, he's one. fucking. When he had yeah. that chainsaw and I was trying he's to kill him the with first it, one, I was laughing so hard. I know. I, just, I laughed so hard when I'm like, "Holy shit!" They fucking shot him with a crossbow, and then he comes right back out with a chainsaw, and I is I was dead. So good. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I would love to see more of this. Like, there's said, great potential. Oh, I think you just I, have to get a good writing team to really well, write out some a good storyline with good characters. Well, now it inspired me to like look up more like horror Christmas movies because I haven't watched a lot of like Christmas horror movies. Like Krampus. Krampus. And there's a few more like Black Christmas from the 70s, which is an old slasher movie. Oh, I should watch that. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to watch. Should... They had a, a 2018 remake, but I, I heard it wasn't very good. Okay. Well, but... we should probably wrap it up here. We've been going on for a while now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is our reviews of Gremlins and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Um, oh, yeah, no two, sorry. No two. <laughs> I gotta say, it sounds like both of us are on the same page. The first one is definitely the superior one. Dude, I was hooping and hollering the entire movie. And then the second one, I was just like, yeah, this is at least going to be dumb fun. And then it just didn't hit. It just missed on so many levels. Yeah, it's so much wasted potential in the second one. That could like just... said, it didn't even have to be as good. I just wanted it to be hilarious, and it just didn't uh, See, work. see I, I was going and thinking maybe this will be better because like, they've, they've learned from the first one and want to uh, expand, I don't know, the universe, take the technology to the next level. Like I thought this would kind of be the T2 of Terminators. Well, that's the thing. If they had not, because the director didn't want to do it again. So if they had just gotten somebody else Get somebody who was else actually going to try... You know, we probably would have gotten maybe a more quality. I, I, I don't know what we would have gotten. We probably would have gotten somebody trying to recapture oh. the magic of the first one. Interesting piece of trivia I read. Um, Spielberg was thinking about a young Tim Burton for the first one. But since he had never directed a feature film by that point, he decided to pass and find somebody else. Oh my God, don't even say that, Jordan. I would have loved to see Tim Burton's Imagine it's a Pee-wee's Big Adventure in 85. Imagine this is his feature film debut. He still does, let's say, Pee-wee and everything beyond that. But imagine a Tim Burton-directed Gremlins, which maybe if they do a reboot, this is the guy to get. Dude, him or, I don't know, whoever made Baby Yoda, make make the new one. Make Gizmo. Get John Favreau (laughs) on it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I would ILM do that, but like Favreau. I said, now I'm just like more interested to look at more horror movies based around the Christmas season, but also I mean, watch some movies that like was trying to duplicate Gremlins. Like the well, one that let's, okay. If if uh, Tarantino wants to get involved in a franchise that already exists, fuck Star Trek. I want to see a Tarantino Gremlins. I mean, that's the thing. 
they're never going to make let him make star trek is too high profile of a property to let him make a proper tarantino version no you know wishful thinking but i just mean it's been rumored but i'd rather him be attached to a gremlins remake something something fun or a dark crystal yeah awesome i don't know or james cameron even oh then they'd be all just be cgi that's true I think they're going to be anyway this next time around. I mean, I, I hope it's a good combination of the two. CGI for for wide, faraway shots, and then up close, still animatronics. I hope not. I mean, like I said, like you can do CGI for maybe the big moms for like close-ups would still be fun with practicals. I mean, Baby Yoda still looks hella good. He's oh, yeah. almost all practical. Like there's some CGI, but most of it's practical. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, that is our reviews for Gremlins. Daniel, where can they find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know if you actually do and still enjoy the second Gremlins, or maybe you like it better for some reason. But let us know what you think about the Gremlins movies. We're both in accordance that just like, yeah, the first one, watch it. It's fucking great. The second one, watch it, but you're not going to enjoy it's it. It's still passable but barely i would say not passable like i'm gonna still probably watch it like come you know i actually ended up buying gremlins on blu-ray double feature so i'll probably watch the first one year after year maybe every other year and here and there i'll still probably go back and watch the second one maybe it'll get better over time kind of doubt it but we'll see yeah we will see like i said that's was my same thoughts i after watching the first one like i'm gonna watch this all the time or at least yearly i'm so glad i bought it yeah all right everybody well hey thanks for downloading the show if you like it share it with others it helps the show grow and we will talk to you next time on movies and brews cheers cheers